4: Tonight, Dr. Mehmet Oz holds a razor-thin lead over former hedge fund CEO Dave McCormick. At this hour, just 2,000 votes separate the two with some 105,000 mail-in ballots still uncounted this afternoon. Across Pennsylvania, counting continues amid delays and hiccups. In Lancaster County, a printing error affected 22,000 ballots, forcing poll workers to mark each ballot by hand. And in Allegheny County, 31 precincts experienced memory Uh, stick failures at voting machines, delaying results until next week. If the final margin of victory is half a percentage point or less, an automatic recount will be triggered. The recount must start by May 26th and
1: end by June 7th. We're going to win this campaign. McCormick's camp is... We talked about this yesterday and I said to you, you know, why is this taking so long? It doesn't make sense, uh, because in the old days when we had paper ballots, the results came right back, like by that night at midnight, you knew who the president was. And now we can't even count a Senate race in Pennsylvania with mail-in ballots and all the technology. No, you know something is weird. I think, but here's the story. I don't think the the uh, I don't think Brian got into this, uh, but it, it looks as though David McCormick is has filed some sort of a uh, whatever suit. I don't know if it's a suit or just a an order in the court or a request, uh, that ballots that are not dated, mail-in ballots that are not dated, be counted. And interestingly enough, the uh, RNC and the Pennsylvania GOP are joining together to object to that because it is against Pennsylvania law to count ballots that are not uh, dated uh, properly. And here's another twist. Mark Elias, the Democratic attorney who represented Hillary Clinton, who is notably the chief architect of a lot of the, of the ballot fraud in the 2020 election, is coming down on the side of McCormick. Uh, So isn't that interesting? So we'll see what happens, it looks like to me. Oz is going to be the victor, but we'll see what happens with that. Today is the primary in several states, Georgia, Arkansas, Texas. We've talked to you about them. We talked a lot about it yesterday. In Georgia, they're having record turnout in spite of the way the media painted what's happening in Georgia. I'll give you a taste of that. This is clip three of what has been
5: a record-breaking period of early voting in Georgia.
1: They're going to lock off every way that
5: you can vote. This is the end of democracy in America. This is the beginning of the South South Africa strategy. (laughs) It's old-school American. It's Jim Crow American.
6: Very much uh, sort of reminiscent of Jim Crow-era tactics that are designed to have a chilling effect.
2: I think you can at least say that it is
0: Jim Crow-adjacent.
6: This is a party that does not like um, the Browning of America. This is a party that is cheating at the polls.
4: It's voter
0: suppression. It's the new Jim Crow.
6: This is the perfect time for to use their political leverage to stand up and say, no, we're not going back to the Jim Crow era.
5: The president himself said these feel like Jim Crow laws. what's your take on on whether it is or isn't? I say it is. I mean, I did grow up under Jim Crow laws.
1: All right. So that's just a taste of it. You know, this is what they do. They're talking about voter suppression while well, there's record turnout in Georgia. And I don't know if they noticed, but Herschel Walker is very, uh, has dark skin. Uh, he's black, actually. He's running for Senate. I, the suppression, I am i don't see it. Okay. So that's happening in Georgia. Uh, You've got the, um, the governor's race between Purdue and Kemp. And boy, is that interesting. We talked about it yesterday. No time to really rehash that today. Uh, Brad Raffensperger is running to retain his seat as Secretary of State. I think Brad Raffensperger behaved uh, embarrassingly and worse than that uh, as uh, Secretary of State during the 2020 recount. Jody Heiss is challenging him. Jody is with the Freedom Caucus. Great guy, and that's all I have to say about that. So, all right, uh, but now Alabama is one of the central Uh, races that that are happening today. And of course, as I've said to you many times, the only time our kind of people, the people that we trust, the fighters can get elected, is if they survive the primary. The primary does, for the most part, doesn't draw as many voters as the general election in November. And this is our chance to get really good people in. In the state of Alabama, it's been a real, uh, it's been a, I don't want to say circus, it's just been a all over the map, as it has been every year. I don't know what the what's in the water in Alabama, but the people, the good people of Alabama, have been so badly served by their political leaders with the uh, with the bullhorns, and uh, that's happening again this time. Congressman Mo Brooks is running for that Senate seat. Uh, Katie Britt is his lead opponent. Uh, Mo has actually pulled up in the polls lately after President Trump withdrew his endorsement of Mo out of. Uh, remember, some PAC ran some ad in the Florida area where President Trump lives. And shortly after that, President Trump withdrew his uh, support of Mo Brooks. And Katie Britt is um, the pick of uh, Shelby. Uh, so we're going to talk to Mo because he's joined us this morning from Alabama. Congressman, thank you for joining us this morning. Good morning. All right, so talk, talk about the, the change in the polls from your perspective, because you have moved up, and as I understand it, you're neck and neck with Katie Britt.
3: It appears that way, of course. You never know how accurate polling is, uh, but Katie Britt and I are in the margin of error for first. Um, the only poll that counts, though, is today. Uh, why are we moved up? Uh, quite simply, slowly but surely, the voters are figuring out a couple of things. Number one, Katie Britt's dishonest attack ads against me and against uh, Mike Durant an American war hero, I should add, uh, they've been divulged as being false, and the voters are figuring that out, that Katie Britt's involved in and their campaign is engaged in uh, dishonest campaign tactics. That's a big part of it. But a second part of it is the voters are also figuring out the differences amongst the candidates. If you want a John McCain-style Republican, and some people do, well, then Mike Durant is your candidate. If you want a open borders, cheap foreign labor, special interest group, uh, lobbyist, Mitch McConnell, establishment uh, kind of candidate, uh, well, that candidate is Katie Britt, So That's who you're voting for. If you want a principal conservative, I'm the only conservative in the race, then you vote for Mo Brooks.
1: You know, um, one of the things that I heard uh, a criticism of you privately amongst national security, some national security people, is that they don't feel that you've been tough enough on national security. Can, what would you say to that?
3: bunk. I mean, where's the evidence to support it? I'll I'll give you an example. I've been elected to public office 14 times. My district consists of the Tennessee Valley and Madison County. We are home to Redstone Arsenal. There are roughly 40,000 defense jobs here, either uniformed military personnel, uh, DOD civilian workers, or defense contractor workers. And I've been elected 14 times. If I was anti-military, I wouldn't have been elected once, much less 14 times, but the detractors, they have to conjure up something, and it's quite clear that there is no substance behind these kind of attacks. But once uh, Katie Britt and Mitch McConnell and their their people uh, go out in their attack mode, um, you know, we don't have the kind of money to rebut it, and so some people just parrot it. But there is absolutely no substance whatsoever to that.
1: You know, the thing that really uh, gets to me, Congressman, is if anyone stepped out on a limb on january the 6th on behalf of president trump and on behalf of the the voters of the united states of america it was you you were leading the charge uh, to stop the counting of uh, electoral votes this is a legal charge i mean there was there there is precedent for stopping uh certain uh, the electoral process at least doing it lawfully you can do that you led the charge of that you actually spoke at that rally that took great courage i mean you didn't probably know at the time it was it should have taken it had to take as much courage as, as it did but you led the charge and you followed up by trying to visit those guys in jail and i really really appreciate that about you and i just want you to know that coming from me Uh, that that I just, uh, I admire that, and I'm grateful to you. And it's ironic, isn't it, then, that President Trump withdrew his support from you when you were one of the persons that stepped out on his behalf on January 6th. Just your your thoughts about that.
3: Well, President Trump, I think, as most everybody knows, he's built a reputation on being somewhat unpredictable, (laughs) and so he has fulfilled that image. Uh, You never know what he's going to do next. Uh, Sometimes he's your best buddy, sometimes he's your foe, but heck, in politics, that's common. Uh, Sometimes you agree with people, sometimes you disagree with people, but I'll tell you this, if I do get elected to the United States Senate, I can promise you that uh, Donald Trump and I'll be best buddies. That's just the way it works.
1: You know, and I I have to say, uh, just on face value to people in Alabama, Senator Shelby was no friend to Donald Trump. Senator Shelby has, as from my understanding, based on people from Alabama who are on the inside, has enriched himself over the years. He may have been good back in what when he get in the nineties when he got elected, I'm not sure. Uh but you know, but, oh is that right? Okay. Worse than that. But he became more and more just as all of those guys that stand behind Mitch McConnell, it just kills me. I could name John Thune, used to be really good. Uh, so did uh, uh, John Barrasso. And I've seen them move to the left and move to that that mealy mouth political correctness while while somehow their bank accounts swell. And so uh, I think Shelby is, a, you know, the poster boy for that. He's no friend to Donald Trump. And now that his hand-picked person, Katie Britt, you, I'm just asking people in Alabama, how do you think she's going to vote? How do you think she's going to feel about election integrity, about other things? Uh, And also, you pointed out, and I think it has to be repeated, that Katie Britt and uh, Senator Shelby helped, actively helped Doug Jones to get elected. Uh, Pro-abortion, horrible, really, choice for the people of Alabama. That's why he must be replaced. And that has to be restated. Uh, So what's the day like for you, Congressman? Is it quiet, or are you going to be doing a lot of events
3: well, I have a lot of uh, media events, and of course I'm going to go vote. <laughs> I have to do something rather mo- mundane, like uh, renew my driver's license. Uh, then I've got to prepare uh, speeches, three different speeches, depending on how things play out today uh, for tonight. And then we have what I hope will be a victory party tonight. Certainly it's looking uh, very, very good in that direction, but it's all up to the voters. And and you mentioned Richard Shelby, and yes, Richard Shelby wants to bequeath um, his Senate seat to Uh, Katie Britt, almost as if it was his uh, to give via uh, last will and testament, Uh, but it's not. Uh, But there is a pattern here, and the pattern is that Katie Britt is a lot like Richard Shelby, who's a lot like Mitch McConnell, and please, everybody, just bear in mind a few things about Richard Shelby, because that's what you're getting if you get Katie Britt. Richard Shelby was the only Republican from Alabama out of eight to vote for Joe Biden on January the 6th. The other seven of us voted for honest and accurate elections, but not Richard Shelby. Uh, You mentioned uh, electing pro-abortion liberal left-wing Democrat Doug Jones in 2017. Well, it was Richard Shelby and his chief of staff, Katie Britt, that teamed up to elect a liberal Democrat senator, Doug Jones, from Ruby Red, Alabama. That's horrible. Uh, So, slowly but surely, people are starting to figure this out, and that's why uh, all of a sudden the race has gotten very, very tight and the more voters who figure out by way of example that Katie Britt has publicly supported more tax increases than any other Republican in Alabama history, that doesn't play well in a Republican primary. Gosh, if I had the kind of money that uh, Katie Britt is getting from the special interest groups, from the open borders crowd, from Mitch McConnell, from Richard Shelby, uh, we would be able to broadcast that uh, through the paid media, and this race would be over. Uh, But we're we're winning uh, word of mouth where the citizens are taking control, and that's the way it should be. And hopefully we'll have enough of that to offset the gazillions of dollars that Katie Britt and her team have spent dishonestly and shamelessly disparaging an American war hero, Mike Durant, and then also myself with negative false attack ads.
1: Let me just say uh, to all of you listening, this is, again, primary day in Alabama, Georgia. Arkansas, it's a runoff in Texas. Our I, AFA's I Voter Guide, Capital I Voter Guide, is an excellent resource. And also, I would recommend that you very seriously now, if you haven't already thought about this, uh, go to that guide or look in your, you know, search things that you uh, trust, people that you know that you trust. And go vote and, and encourage your friends. Send out an email this morning. Copy your friends, a link, guide, whatever you need to do or whatever you want to say, and encourage them to get out and vote. Congressman, we wish you all the best today and uh, look forward to talking to you in the aftermath of this election. Thank you so much for joining us this morning on this busy day. Thank you, sir. All right, Sandy Rios in the morning. Coming back, we're re- really going to have quite the discussion, so stay tuned.
4: Jesus said, blessed are the persecuted, and they are suffering big time right now. This is Bible League International, and 19-year-old Arya was beaten by her own father and violated by local authorities. You know what her crime was? Simply that she gave her life to Jesus Christ after leaving radical Islam. Now, she didn't grow bitter. She grew bold, and with others in her evangelical church near Cairo, Egypt, they've seen more than 300 come to Christ, but as new believers are pressured to renounce Jesus, they need Bibles in order to endure and persevere. And elsewhere in the Middle East, Pastor Yusuf and a deacon in his church were kidnapped in broad daylight. His family was unable to pay the ransom, so the Islamic radicals, they beat Yusef and killed the deacon. But you know, in spite of this mistreatment and the loss of his friend, Pastor Yusef says it is an honor to suffer for Jesus. And that's why we're sending God's Word at $5 a Bible, $100 sins 20. Call 800-YES-WORD, 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 or give it SendBiblesNow.org, SendBiblesNow.org. God bless you for caring.
6: When an unplanned pregnancy happens to a mom in crisis, pre-born clinics are there.
7: I was extremely scared. The father did not want the child,
6: and he had made me choose him or the baby. This mother chose life after meeting with pre-born counselors and seeing her baby on ultrasound.
7: I just felt so blessed in the hand of God on me, so strong, and I knew then on I was going to serve God and I was going to keep this child and I was going to love him just
6: like God loved me so unconditionally. Preborn centers met this mom in her darkest hour, helping her to choose not only life for her baby, but life in Jesus.
7: He was our little miracle child. God's timing was impeccable.
6: Preborn clinics are the largest providers of free ultrasounds in America, introducing moms to their preborn babies and helping them choose life. To find out more, visit preborn.com or dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby.
5: Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Stern. Stand by for news and commentary next. Are you looking for a university that provides a quality Christian education with excellent academic and athletic programs? Well, I want to invite you to visit Liberty University, where they offer multiple visiting opportunities to fit your schedule. Plan a visit to their Central Virginia campus and stay for an afternoon, a day, or an entire weekend. You can also take a virtual tour from the comfort of your own home. Plan your visit today by texting go visit to the number 49596. Again, that's go visit to the number 49596. ACE is the place with the helpful hardware folks, but it's also the place where you'll find lots of great American patriots. The popular hardware store announced they plan to honor our fallen heroes this Memorial Day. They plan to give away one million American flags. Ace also plans to donate American flags to VFW Post so they can decorate the graves of hometown veterans. Memorial Day is a sacred day in this nation, and what a blessing that a company like Ace Hardware is going the extra mile to ensure our fallen service members are never forgotten. Ace has a long history of supporting veterans. The company's name is an homage to the brave fighters of World War I, known as the Flying Aces. By the way, the flags are free of charge, no purchase necessary, but it might be nice to honor Ace Hardware by picking up an extra hammer or two. I'm Todd Starnes. Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio.
1: C.D. Rios back with you. Just um, This is very important, what we're going to talk about next. And first, let me just say, the World Economic Forum is meeting in Davos, Switzerland, May 22nd through the 26th. And anytime they meet, that means trouble. And I want to give you an example. I played this clip for you yesterday. This is Yuval Noah Harari. He's a history professor at Hebrew University, and this is a compilation of various things he's said about what's happening in the world. He's affiliated with the World Economic Forum. I just want you to get into the mindset of what we're dealing here by listening to Professor Yuval. Let's listen.
2: COVID is critical because this is what convinces people to accept, to legitimize total biometric surveillance. If we want to stop this epidemic, We need not just to monitor people, we need to monitor what's happening under their skin. What we have seen so far, it's corporations and governments collecting data about where we go, who we meet, what movies we watch. The next phase is the surveillance going under our skin. We're now seeing mass surveillance systems established even in democratic countries, which previously rejected them. And we also see a change in the nature of surveillance. Previously, surveillance was mainly above the skin. Now it's going under the skin. Governments want to know not just where we go or who we meet. Above all, they want to know what is happening under our skin. What's our body temperature? What's our blood pressure? What What is our medical condition? Now humans are developing even bigger powers than ever before. We are really acquiring divine powers of creation and destruction. We are really upgrading humans into gods. We are acquiring, for instance, the the power to re-engineer life. I know that in recent years, we saw populist politicians undermining deliberately the trust that people have in important institutions like universities, like respectable media outlets. These populist politicians told people that, say, scientists are this small elite disconnected from the real people. I mean, all this story about Jesus rising from the dead and being the son of God, this is fake news. Humans are now hackable animals. You know, the, the whole idea that humans have, you know, this, they, they have this soul or spirit and they have free will, and nobody knows what's happening inside me, so whatever I choose, whether in the election or whether in the supermarket, this is my free will, that's over.
1: All right, well, that's Professor Harari from, uh, uh, from Israel, but he's part of the World Economic Forum. What did you just say? Humans are now hackable animals. Uh, We are upgrading humans to gods, among other things that he said. And so the uh, World Economic Forum is meeting in Davos. Meanwhile, across the street in Geneva, uh, not literally, the World Health Assembly uh, convened by the World Health Organization is meeting in Geneva. May 22nd to the 28th, and they have great plans for us, really wonderful plans for you, us, as you can imagine. Well, Scott Powell joins us this morning. Scott is a fellow at Stanford's Hoover Institute. He's also a senior fellow at Discovery Institute. Uh, he's written all kinds of articles, I think over 250 in Wall Street Journal, Barron's New York Post and USA Today. But we want to talk today about his latest article, which is the Biden administration seeks to subordinate U.S. health care crisis management to the world health organization scott thank you so much for joining us this morning
7: oh it's a pleasure to be with you and your audience <clears throat> and i want to tell it, you you just heard the, the voice of the devil in this guy harari
1: i think you're right i i absolutely totally agree with you scott uh and i that's why i wanted to play i played it yesterday i wanted people to hear it again uh because uh, and and interestingly would you not agree that that, that he is not a, um he's not an aberration he actually speaks the way the people involved in the world economic forum at least the leadership speak that's how they talk isn't it
7: yes it is yes these people are are are, are almost w- wired to the dark side you know we we we're in a wilderness of mirrors now where our own government is turned against the majority of the american We live at a time when the elite of our society call right wrong and wrong right, and when evil is called good and good is called evil, and you heard it in Harari's voice.
1: Yeah. Scott, can I just, let me get personal with you for a second. I saw that you went to University of Chicago. That's my hometown. So I know what kind of an education you got, and that tells me a lot about you. I also, when you say, now that I know you're a senior fellow with Discovery, I go, Back a long time with Discovery, almost to its beginnings. At least I think it's beginning. At least the modern beginnings with Stephen, Stephen, whose last name escapes me. But um, Stephen, Meyer. Stephen, thank you very much. Um, yes. just, just so people will know, Discovery's based in Seattle, and they do incredible, incredible work. Intellectual, scientific. Uh, most of their uh, fellows are Christians. Not all of them, though, uh, because they are dedicated to truth, no matter where it leads. And uh, so I, that just tells me a lot about you too, Scott. And I want people to know that about you. So um, well, we have
7: a lot of Jewish scholars there too.
1: <clears throat> yes. Well, yes. And then I remember you had uh, some uh, ag- agnostics too. Exactly. So that that was my point. So thanks for making it better. Uh, so bottom line in your article, let's let's narrow this down. Well, let me ask you what's the, what's the relationship between the World Economic Forum and the World Health Organization?
7: Well, the, the Director General of WHO, whose name is uh, Dr., uh, Director General Tedros, um, we can get some idea of what to expect in the upcoming vote uh, at WHO by looking at his background. As Minister of Foreign Affairs in Ethiopia from 2012 to 2016, Tedros oversaw huge Chinese investment in Ethiopia, including a $200 million office building project and eight industrial parks, you know, billion-dollar investments from China. All of which suggests that Tedros is tied to people in power in the CCP. In fact, insiders know that China had a preponderant influence in seeing that Tedros was elected to become Director General of WHO in 2017. So he left uh, his role as Minister of Foreign Affairs in e- Ethiopia to become the, the Director General of WHO in 2017. In early 2019, Tedros covered up for China. Yes. Backing its claims of transparency when the first COVID 19 outbreak took place in Wuhan, China, when in fact there was obvious evidence to the contrary. Uh, China had in fact suppressed information that could have saved many lives, and Ted Rose was involved in the cover up. So this is who he is. He is a corrupt man, he's a dangerous man, and he needs to be called out, and we need to remind ourselves that we have the Constitution of the United States and no international body has sovereignty over us.
1: Um, I have also heard, uh, I don't have it in front of me, but my friends tell me in the know that he was either the leader or an integral part of the Communist Party in his part of the world, I don't know if it was Ethiopia or another country. Uh, So, um, and that, go ahead. Yes, I I think, I
7: don't don't know that per se, but I do know that he palled around with and was, very good friends with Robert Mugabe they cooperated That's together right. they helped each other out politically Robert Mugabe was a tyrant uh that destroyed Zimbabwe yes uh, just destroyed the country and he scrolled away tens of million dollars in his Swiss bank account no doubt this is what the this is what these people do these people are not interested in the welfare of their people
1: you know, that's what—well, this is going to get off us, us off track just a little bit, but really, honestly, I've been making that observation about these food shortages in this country, uh, about breaking of inflation. And, boy, speaking of the king of that, we—Robert we, Mugabe in Zimbabwe, you know, the inflation rate went to like 10,000 uh, percent, and the people were starving from a very rich abundance, Zimbabwe is a very rich, wealthy country with the diamond mines and all of that, and he totally destroyed it in short order, and that's really what we see happening, at least we're in the process of that happening in our country. So that takes us to the Biden administration, and that takes us to your article, which is a, a, just yet another thing uh, that the Biden administration is doing. Let's, take, let's go back to January of, I think it was when he was first inaugurated, unbeknownst to us. Uh, the forces that be in the Biden administration were working with the World Health Organization. Can you tell us what they were doing and what happened?
7: Well, he, I would say that the Biden regime has facilitated the next critical stage towards the Great Reset. And then uh, this ties into this This meeting that's taking place now. It's the 75th World Health Assembly, led by WHO. Um, Biden submitted... Secretly, no one. There was no press release, no announcement. But Biden's administration submitted amendments uh, that they developed um, during the first year in office. Um, I think they were submitted on January 18th, and you know, very few people are uh, aware of these critical uh, developments. Now, here's here's what they are: they empower the who to unilaterally intervene in the affairs of any nation, including the U.S., that is merely suspected of having a health emergency uh, of concern to other nations. the, the These so-called Biden amendments uh, eliminate the prior restrictive language in place from the inception of WHO in 1948 that specifically limited the, UN's, the U.N. agency's role to a consultative one. In other words, they could consult, but they, they had no power, no political power. Um... And they and and to you know to intervene or to come in to have people on the ground in a country they'd have to get consent from each individual state to allow that intervention. Uh, but that this language, if it gets voted on in the affirmative, eliminates all that. So the who then has authority over countries,
1: so, including America. And the bar is so low; it's like a, it's a, like a, if you're suspected of having a so-called health emergency. Uh, that's of concern that's to right. anyone anywhere then what would happen
7: well these are very bad actors they're they're they want power they want global power ted rose is a one of the elites of the world economic forum as are many other heads of un agencies the the un and the world economic forum are working closely together to to subvert national sovereignty to create a borderless country where people own nothing. You know, their vision is a very evil vision.
1: Don't they say you will own nothing and you, but you will be happy and you'll be happy (laughs) and you'll be happy. You will own nothing and you'll be happy. You'll be sick. I guess you'll be locked up in your home and all your businesses will be uh, failing, but you'll be happy. I mean, it is, it it is. It's like, reminds me of Bill Gates with developing this fake meat and he made the the comment that he'd he tasted it didn't taste very good, but people would get used to it. they would accustom themselves to, you'll like it you'll like this you don 't like the taste, but you'll get used to it it's amazing the 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 hubris the well, hubris it,
7: you know it it's anti it's anti god you know God created an abundant world for us, and God gave us freedom to develop and allocate resources. And when we allow freedom to work, which is given by God, this is an unalienable right, mankind flourishes. But when you get these power-hungry tyrants trying to control everything, there is poverty and starvation. And that is in our future if we don't stop these people.
1: Uh, Listen, I I didn't even... I should complete my thought from earlier. Uh, I talked about um, Mugabe and... um, Zimbabwe, but also I think of China, Mao Zedong starving his own people. I think of Stalin starving millions of his people. I think of um, Castro starving his people. This is Venezuela. This is what happens, and we're watching it unfold in front of our eyes. It's just, it's, it's shocking. It really is. It's just, um, it's very hard well, for law, law-abiding citizens to handle and know how to respond to that.
7: Well, I think everyone has to understand that we're in a full fledged spiritual battle and and we might feel a little discouraged or demoralized, but we have the weapons to win this battle. We have a resurrected savior, and when we align ourselves with him, he will empower us to do great things. And and this is the the reason, by the way, that I wrote Rediscovering America was it was for a time such as we're in. It's it's like the perfect Army Field Manual, Spiritual Army Field Manual for, for the times in which we're living. And there's really three things that we need to do to save our future. We've got to reclaim and preserve our freedom. Number two, we've got to reclaim our Constitution and our government. And and three, like like Paul Revere, and this is why your work, Sandy, is so important. I can't tell your audience how important your voice is. You're like Paul Revere. We've got to sound the alarm Because time is running out for America.
1: Well, it's a perfect day to say that because this is a. I've been talking a lot about the primary today, and I keep saying, Scott, that this is our last chance, perhaps our very last chance. We can. This is the lawful way that we fight back. This is the lawful way. And the next thing is when violence breaks out. And I think it's going to break out. I just don't see how that can be stopped. I think there's going to be violence this summer, and it's going to be. You know, whipped up by the uh, abortion ruling, whatever it is, um, and, and other things too, because that's what the left wants. And then, and then now we have, I don't know if you're prepared to even say anything about this, but I have a lot of information on this monkeypox. Uh, they're declaring now, you know, this new, uh, in fact, a school district in, I think, Pennsylvania is now masking the kids again because of this monkeypox. Uh, and I am he- reading that this thing was war-ganged by the Nuclear Threat Initiative in March of 2021. They actually talked about there would be a monkeypox outbreak in May of 2022. Can't you just see how, this is, well, how they want this to play out? It's not that hard to figure out. Uh, this is like well, a... What, what...
7: Go ahead. They're, they're, this is, they have their own playbook. That's why we, we need our playbook. But their, their playbook is to create fear... In the people, so they can, uh, so they can control us, so they can manipulate us, so they can have another v- round of, uh, of of fraudulent elections in November. You know, if people are fearful to go and vote in person, we have the stage set again for what just happened in 2020. And I'm sure some of many many of your audience have seen the 2000 Mules, which is a very, you know, compelling documentary on how. The, the vote fraud was uh, was consummated.
1: Yes, and I recommend that to anyone that hasn't seen it so far. I think you can see it for free online. Two thousand mules. Um, so, th- get back to what's happening right now. And let's see. This is uh, t- the twenty fourth, so they're actually in the middle of their uh, their chicanery. If that's the kindest word I can think of, uh, as they're meeting this World Health Assembly and they're considering these amendments. Are you familiar, Scott, with what those amendments are or the gist of what they say?
7: well they changed they changed the uh, the role of the who from a consultative body that has to have the permission before it can i mean it can make rec- as a consultative body can make recommendations, but it has no political power in any sovereign country, but when that language is changed as they're voting on, that empowers the who to have control interventionary control over all nations in other words they they are empowered giving power above the sovereignty of of any nation and i mean this is un control over health care and it's the perfect place these people they understand how to get totalitarian power and they know that health is probably the ideal Area which to to take power. Yeah, it's the most and personal.
1: The, yeah, it's the most it's personal. the most personal and, and yeah. right. Yeah, so um, oh, say so. Let's let's you and I game this out. And my, at least this is my simple way of gaming it out. We have now monkeypox, as predicted by some of these same people, the global health community. That we were going to have monkeypox in May, May of 2022, and now suddenly we have monkeypox outbreaking in May of 2022. We have a election in November, so uh, the World uh, Health Assembly is meeting right now, discover you know, considering these considering these amendments by the Biden administration that uh, they would have then authority over our country if some kind of health emergency were uh, identified by even another nation. Then that means that Tudros. And the World Health Organization could march into the United States of America and order us to shut down businesses, to mask, uh, to uh, quarantine, to isolate. Right? Am I right?
7: You are absolutely right, Sandy. And that's why I, I said earlier that we have a constitution that cannot be usurped, it cannot be overridden by any international authority. So, and, unless our Senate, and really, really, this should be handled under the treaty clause of the constitution and the C- treaty clause of the constitution should we should should we agree uh on an inter should there be an international agreed- agreement it would be in under the treaty clause and the, and and it would require a 60% majority vote in the senate to pass yeah. and of course that would never pass so we have in our constitution the ability to to stop this and the american it- people need to refresh themselves on what's the, what's in the Constitution and how it protects us and empowers us. But it's an amazing document, and it is, you know, we're getting an education, uh, I think, because of all of the crazy evil that's been perpetrated on us. I mean, we've had so much corruption under the Biden administration. You know, we, the COVID pandemic was, it revealed regulatory capture, the pharmaceutical, the pharmaceutical companies Basically, own the whole healthcare administration. We have the media capture. We have citizens stripped of their constitutional rights. We can't let that happen again. We were fooled once. Yeah,
1: yeah, once it needs to stop. And let me just uh, say, shame on you,
7: fool fool us twice. uh, Shame (laughs) on us. We're not going to let that happen.
1: This broke and, you know, we just... have
7: government agencies violating constitutional rights, locking up yes. protesters. The FBI is intimidating parents who are protesting school yeah. boards for robbing the innocence of their children.
1: Yes. We have
7: craziness on the southern border,
1: the yep, Afghanistan
7: it's... fiasco. Yeah. Military creating... policies to divide the military. I mean, it goes on and on. We've got yeah. a government against the people now.
1: Yes, we do. And Scott, we're out of time. I'm so sorry. But let me just say this article we will post this on our getter account. Biden administration seeks to subordinate U.S. health care crisis management uh, to the hoop. And uh, also senior fellow at Discovery. His book is Rediscovering America, which I did not know. So I'm sure that's a great book. So I recommend it to you. Thanks a lot, Scott. Thanks for joining us.
0: What does the American Family Association stand for? AFA upholds the truth that all human beings, including the unborn, are created in the image of God and are worthy of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. These values and more are part of our mission to inform, equip, and activate individuals to strengthen the moral foundations of our culture. We also support the church. We want to be a leading organization in biblical worldview training for cultural transformation Thank you for standing with us.
5: What we believe about the Bible is based on what we believe about its source. The God Who Speaks,
6: the award-winning documentary from the American Family Association, is now available in a special limited edition DVD set. This release includes a Sunday school curriculum and two hours of additional footage. Go to thegodwhospeaks.org to get your copy today thegodwhospeaks.org Always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. Many who oppose Christianity target their hostility on our foundation, the Bible. They say it's unreliable because Genesis 1 and Genesis 2 are contradictory accounts of the creation story. In actuality, the two chapters are complementary and not contradictory. When Jesus was asked about marriage, he quoted from both chapters 1 and 2 in saying that he made them both to be male and female in the beginning. And for this cause shall a man leave his mother and father and cleave unto his wife. Genesis 1 is an overview of the creation story. Genesis 2 is an up-close examination of day 6. If Jesus relies on them both, so can we. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton Third. Public Policy Analyst for the American Family Association. And my father, your great-grandfather, fought in World War II. Really? He was a gunner on the big ship out in the Pacific Ocean. Wow. Your great-grandmother did her part, too.
1: Was she on a ship?
6: Oh, no. She stayed back home. She and a lot of her friends worked really hard in a factory because the men had gone off to war, and they held scrap metal drives to help in the war effort. The folks back home were heroes too. Here at the American Family Association, we consider you the heroes back home. As you fulfill your responsibility of caring for your family day to day, your partnership with us is crucial as we fight the enemies of freedom in America. Thank you for your commitment to the American Family Association.
1: Grandpa, what's a scrap metal drive? (laughs)
6: Let's get some cookies and I'll tell you all about it.
0: This is Frank Gaffney with the Secure Freedom Minute. As Team Biden continues to flail publicly about what, if anything, it will do if the Chinese Communist Party attacks Taiwan, the CCP's menace is becoming ever clearer. A leaked video of a top-secret meeting on May 14th shows leaders in Guangdong province planning the transition from, quote, normal to war, unquote. And hacked Chinese police data confirms the CCP's oppression and genocide of Uyghur Muslims and other minorities. Such revelations should bring to a screeching halt efforts to get U.S. military personnel and other government employees to invest their retirement savings in communist Chinese companies. But will it? It's still possible to prevent the Thrift Savings Plan from inflicting a disaster on investors and a threat to our national security. Urge your representatives to stop what amounts to aiding and abetting the enemy on the eve of war at notsp 4 ccporg This is Frank Afney.
6: Don't forget to connect with Sandy Rios in the morning on Getter or email Sandy at Sandy at AFR.net. That's Sandy at AFR.net. Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio.
2: People in countries with stay-at-home orders are understandably frustrated with being confined to their homes for weeks on end. But the world will not and cannot go back to the way things were. There must be a new normal, a world that's healthier, safer and better prepared.
1: That was Boutros Gale, the fearless leader of the World Health Organization, to whom uh, Joe Biden, the, your president, is uh, wants to turn the authority of managing any healthcare care crisis we have in this country uh, to him. To Boutros, to come on in here and, you know, do whatever you think is necessary, Boutros, Boutros, Gali. That's what President Biden wants to do. Actually, this is what the people behind him want him to do, and Biden seems very happy to cooperate. And so this is very dangerous. And I think, you know, that whole story about uh, what's happening with the World Health Organization and turning over power to them, remember that it was done secretly by the Biden administration right after he was inaugurated. And nobody knew until last week, and I think it was late last week. So friends of mine have been getting on the horn and, you know, trying to uh, inform people. I think it must—it certainly uh, caught—the Senate is the one who should be speaking out about this because uh, it is the Senate that ratifies treaties, and even though the Biden administration is trying to slip this through without going through the treaty process— uh, uh, Scott was right that it, it most definitely should go through that. I can't, I'm not prepared to explain to you how that would happen, but somebody like a ch- uh, like um, Ted Cruz could figure that out. I want to tell you just a little bit more. Okay, so that was Boutros Boutros Ghali. And this is, you know, our Boutros Boutros Ghali. His name is Anthony Fauci uh, speaking about his friend Boutros Boutros. Let's listen.
0: So uh, Tedros is really a, an outstanding person. I've known him from the time that he was the Minister of Health of Ethiopia. I mean, obviously, over the years, uh, anyone who says that the WHO has not had problems has not been watching the WHO. But I think under his leadership, they've done very well.
1: Yes, and so has Dr. Fauci. You know, remember that gain-of-function research that they were doing in the lab in, uh, in um, Wuhan, China? Remember gain-of-function is that little bit of research that they do with these very infectious diseases to try to reproduce and alter them in such a way that they become more virulent, more dangerous in humans. And they used monkeys. They've used all kinds of – they've used bats. They've used all kinds of animals to do these experiments, and they are actually illegal in the United States. So under Anthony Fauci, the National Institutes for Health, they exported their work to Wuhan in China. And now we find out, I just got this this morning, that the Wuhan lab that gave us COVID-19, which, remember, they talked about it being the bat virus, and that Tudras swore China had nothing to do with this virus, and so did, so did Fauci. They're such good friends. And besides that, they're in this up to their necks together. Well, but, 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 but let me just stay with the facts, that strong opinion coming from your, your host. Uh, the Wuhan lab that gave us the COVID-19, have, they also carried out gain-of-function research on monkeypox. So it shows them in the lab, the monkeys, I've got the pictures in front of me. It's the same lab that gave us COVID, uh, have evidently given us monkeypox. And also uh, Alex Berenson points out this morning that it looks as though monkeypox is being transmitted by, guess what? Wait, wait, guess what? What community of people is known for uh, having an inordinate amount of communicable diseases that they pass to each other? It was openly spoken about in the 80s. It was uh, AIDS and other things like that because gay men have sex in very uh, violent and um Uh, ways that spread disease and so they still are rife with disease in that community they just are, you're just not allowed to talk about it so now we are finding out that from the Seattle Times that monkeypox out there at least was likely spread by sex at two raves in Europe so Alex Berenson is making the point that it looks as though uh, it's gay men who are spreading monkeypox worldwide Just saying. I know that'll be very, uh, you know, look, you can go to the CDC, and if you want to look for it, you can find out what I'm saying is true. And doctors have been fired. I remember a great doctor in Boston Medical, uh, in good standing, who was trying to help the gay community by pointing out how dangerous it is to their health and deadly. Uh, But, um, okay, so monkeypox is, how twisted and weird is all of this? So I'm, I'm sure you can take it to the bank that they're going to declare this a health crisis. And you could take it to the bank that if the Biden administration has its way, Boutros Boutros will find his way back into the United States and will be telling us what to do before November when we have another election. It's pretty uh, dull. It's not very creative, but I'm guaranteeing you that's what's going to happen unless somebody in the Senate uh, takes this on and, uh, and does something about it. All right, so you know, I tell you all the time uh, that President Biden and his team are trying to destroy this country. Uh they are they're doing everything they can to undermine and destroy it. What more could you do? If you were an enemy of this country, what more could you do than, you know, withhold a formula for babies to make people not be able to afford gasoline? Gasoline is like up to 4.4455, five out on the West Coast. It's they say uh, that Washington State may be seeing ten dollars a gallon soon, and it can be helped. It said it's not being helped. We can drill. We, uh, when President Trump left office, we were the number one oil producer in the world. Between fracking and shale, we had we had an abundance. We didn't need anyone else's oil. Uh, we virtually put Saudi Arabia out of business and that cartel over there. Uh, but no, uh, so Biden gets into office, and I guess much as as though he was already thinking about destroying health care in this country and giving control of our health care to Boutros Boutros, he was also deciding he would destroy uh, fossil fuels. And that's what he's doing. And if you don't believe that, listen to what he said at a meeting this week. This is clip two.
3: And when it comes to the gas prices, uh, we're going through an incredible transition that is taking place that god willing when it's over we'll be stronger and the world will be stronger and less reliant
1: on fossil fuels what was that this is a crisis you know but it's necessary we have to go through this i know that these these gas prices are breaking your back and it's just but it's necessary because we need to do away with fossil fuels to get to that new valhalla you know electric cars won't that be wonderful you can, you can pl- plug them in in your garage, and then you can go out and drive 300 miles before you run out of gasoline. Well, sorry, before you run out of charge. And then you have to find a place to charge. And, but don't worry. We've just spent billions of dollars uh, to create the infrastructure to plug in your car. The problem is, you know, um, electricity is power, and it gets its power from something. You cannot—the amount of power required to fuel— The desire of Americans, the natural desire, because we live in a very big country, of traveling around and driving from place to place, and the freedom that that's afforded us is impossible to meet with electric cars. It's just not possible. The goal here is to stop you from having the freedom to drive and get around. Please hear me. This is what they have in mind. It's not that they want you all to go to electric. They want you to eventually not be able to... Get out of your homes. I told you. Katie Hopkins told us just, what, two weeks ago Friday uh, that in in Britain, back during COVID, they could not drive more than eight miles away from their home. And even still, now you can't buy a car in Great Britain uh, because they want to do away with this. They don't want you driving. They want you to take public transportation, which is government-controlled. They want to see your card. They want to know where you're going, track all of your—if you don't believe they want to track everything about you, should I play that other clip again? from Yuval about uh, human beings needing to be controlled, being machines, about wanting to get in your skin. That's exactly what they have in mind. Believe me. Believe me when I say. I I have to say to Bruce, uh, who is my sweet, smart husband, but I have to bring him along on this too. This is what they have in mind. They want to control you completely. They don't want you to have a car. This is on purpose. They don't care about your babies not getting formula. I think, you know, I told you that Gates and uh, Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, and Jeff Bezos are all investing in this new kind of baby food. It's not, you know, natural stuff, but it's going to be better for you. And don't think for a minute. They're not clearing the market so that their product can come in and save the day. Uh, So, and then you can have artificial beef by Bill Gates, and he can be richer, but it'll be good for you. You're going to like this. So, um... This is where they're headed, but it doesn't have to be that way, and we're going to fight, right? We're going to fight, so be sure you vote today. That's one way to fight. Sandy Rios in the morning, AFR Talk.
6: The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.